pivot point. For me, the lame part of the 60s was the political part, the social part. The real part was the spiritual part. Jerry Garcia Mention of the 60s rouses strong emotions even in those who were already old when the 60s began and those who were not even born when the 60s ended. So wrote the eminent cultural historian Arthur Marwick. For some, it is a golden age. For others, a time when the old, secure framework of morality, authority, and discipline disintegrated. In the eyes of the far left, it is the era when revolution was at hand, only to be betrayed by the feebleness of the faithful and the trickery of the enemy. To the radical right, an era of subversion and moral turpitude. What happened between the late fifties and the early seventies has been subject to political polemic, nostalgic mythologizing, and downright misrepresentations. Emphasis on mythologizing and, I might add, gross oversimplification. In the popular mind, our tribal memory, if you will, a number of key moments and utterances have come to define the arc of the 60s. Politically, these include the August 1963 Civil Rights March on Washington and Dr. King's I Have a Dream speech, the November 1963 assassination of JFK, the 1965 assassination of Malcolm X, the 1968 assassinations of Dr. King and RFK, the riots at the 1968 Democratic Convention, the subsequent trial of the Chicago Seven, and the shootings at Kent State, a fundamental part of the 60s, even though they happened in May of 1970. Culturally, these include such watershed events as the so-called Summer of Love and the Woodstock Festival. Individuals, too, have become iconic benchmarks. Fundamental aspects of the 60s come to mind when we recall Timothy Leary and his cult of awakening one's mind through LSD. Ken Kesey, both as a novelist and as an LSD evangelist via the famous acid tests. Jack Kerouac, primarily a 50s writer who, despite himself, became a 60s phenomenon and a hero to a generation he did not pretend to understand. Wavy Gravy, Allen Ginsberg, Jerry Garcia, Abby Hoffman, Janis Joplin, Jerry Rubin, and so on. Generalities are easy, especially when it comes to what has gone before. While we are more likely to see present events as nuanced and conditional, we tend to view events of the past as absolute. So far as our tribal memory and imagination is concerned, we like our history rendered in straight and definitely drawn lines, black and white, with few, if any, grays. We like fast, blunt, and all-too-simple facts. You know, stuff like, the Civil War was all about freeing the slaves, 
and the stock market crash of Black Friday caused the Great Depression. One key way we simplify the past is to take notable or notorious, but nearly always dramatic, events and turn them into imaginary dividers in the timeline of tribal memory. We bracket eras and many eras with these events, thus endowing them with a grossly overstated degree of historical and cultural significance. But truth be told, the 1963 March on Washington, for example, neither began nor ended anything. The event represented just one more step in a complex, ongoing struggle that had begun years earlier and, in many ways, continues to this day. The same can be said of countless other moments and events which, at first glance, seem seminal.